You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Rua Space Podcast, where we help you make space for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I'm Phil. And I'm Erin. And we are excited to continue sharing with you a little bit about this crazy, exciting journey that we are on, stepping into the unknown, moving into Rua Space full-time, moving to St. Petersburg, downsizing, quite a journey. And if you are interested in helping to support this ministry, if you've been blessed by it, if you'd like to go even deeper, we would definitely love if you'd consider clicking on the links below in the description to join one of our memberships where you not only support the ministry and help us continue to share more content with you and with others around the world, but you get access to some amazing stuff, Christian yoga classes, guided practices, our prayer courses, and more. And so we would love if you'd click down there and check those out. But also, today, don't forget to leave us a review. Yes. And to write a comment Please. in the comment section. That is a huge blessing to us as well. So today we are going to start talking about discernment, this process that we've gone through to make a major life change of leaving a stable salary, um, moving across the country, moving into a much smaller house, into a city, kind of just stepping into an unknown where we don't have all the answers. We feel a calling, but we really don't know how it's going to all work out. And so we just kind of want to talk a, lot, a little bit about how that happened, what that was like for us. And maybe somewhere along the way, you can discern um, a little for yourself where the Holy Spirit is moving, whether or not it's a move across the world or it's just a change in what you're doing in your daily life. It could be anything We're going to dive a little bit into that process today. I think discernment gets a big question mark from people because very few of us hear God's voice like somebody's talking in your ear, right? Right. And so when we're looking for God, what do we do next? Or we're not even aware that we need to do something different and... You know, people will say, oh, then I heard the voice of God. And others say, well, I've never heard the voice of God. And, and it opens this whole can of worms, right? How do we actually discern? Why does that, what does it look like? How do people do it? Well, can I share a quick story there? Absolutely. So it's a passage I was preaching on the other day. And so this fit really well because it made me think about this. And it's the story of biblical teleportation. Do you know this one in Acts? <laughs> oh. Where Philip... He is teaching with the the Ethiopian eunuch, right? And then it tells him that the spirit took him away and put him like 20 or 30 miles away. He just appeared there, right? Really amazing story. But it's really cool because throughout that story, in the beginning, it says an angel, like a messenger, told Philip to go south down this road. So he went. And then the spirit told him to go stand over by a chariot. So he went and stood. But it doesn't tell us like how Philip knew it was the spirit telling him this or that it was an angel. Like, like did he see a physical angel? And when the spirit told him, was it audible? Was it a feeling in his chest? What, what do we, we don't know what, how the spirit communicated to him. And this is then compounded by the fact that Jesus says the Holy Spirit is like a wind. You feel it, but you don't know where it's coming from or where it's going. He says, so are those, so is it with all those born of the spirit. Basically saying people who know the Holy Spirit are following are like that. We don't always know where we're going or where we're coming from. We may sense the movement of the Spirit, but again, doesn't tell us what does that feel like. 
And so I don't think we can give specific answers today other than to share a little bit of our story. But one thing I know for sure, and this is like what I call my Gary Vaynerchuk moment because this is, you know, he talks about people say, you just keep repeating the same things. And he's like, yes, because it works. He's like, you want me to make something else up? This is, what, this is what it is. God is still, still speaking. The question is, are we listening? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you called me on the phone, I have caller ID nowadays. It says Aaron. But even if it didn't, I would recognize your voice. I don't need the caller ID to know your voice. But the way I've come to know that voice is from experiences over the past 15 years of hearing your voice. Right. It's the same with sheep and shepherd. When it says, when Jesus says the sheep know the voice of the shepherd, sheep are amazing. You can have all these different flocks together and all these shepherds start calling and the sheep separate to their specific shepherd. How? Because they've been through the wilderness with that shepherd. They've been with that shepherd a long time. They instinctively then just know the voice. And so as much as we're going to go into our story here a little bit, fundamental to all this is you've got to begin to make the space to learn what does the voice of the Spirit sound like to you? Mm. Does it come through scripture? Does it come through other people? I know for me, you, Aaron, are often the one God speaks through things. Is it a feeling? Is it in a prayer time? Learning the voice of the Spirit, learning that discernment, doing it wisely, right, with with community and, and other things, but learning, hey, when I thought it was that and it went this way, or I thought it was this and then it worked, or it went this way or that, like learning from the experience and saying, that's how the voice was in the past. Mm-hmm. So this is just like that. Mm-hmm. And that's how. And so I have to feel that that's what it was like for Philip. When it says the spirit told him, go stand by the chariot, how did he know? From experience. Mm. Okay, so if you put it like that, (laughs) I think a good spot to start then is when we were dating in college. We're going way, way back. We decided. This is like that moment in that movie where they cut back to different clothes and different (laughs) hair types and music. And it's like a sepia This is going to be more like How I Met Your Mother. We're going to tell you a story and be like, but that's not not what's going on now. This is, you know. Anyway, okay. So we were dating. We knew we were getting married. And we thought, how cool would it be to live abroad and have a cultural experience Mm. together and just come to know a people group other than ourselves and be shaped by it. We've got... No ties here because we'll have degrees and no house or anything like that. And we were looking and looking and looking. And I remember we wanted to go to Israel and then... Because I lived in Israel already. We were looking maybe going back. But what something wasn't working. I don't remember if it was insurance. Mm -hmm. Something something about that was not working. And we thought, okay, I've always wanted to go to Africa as a missionary. I don't even know what I would do, but I've always wanted to live in Africa. So we looked at some organizations there and we were either just totally not equipped to do the work that needed doing for that group or there were groups that we just weren't qualified they weren't looking for people with our skill sets and that's perfectly fine but gee we were we were starting to feel like well we really really felt in our hearts like something that just got us both excited and passionate about this next phase in our life was living abroad Mm -hmm. and we finally thought okay you know what i don't know what we're supposed to do we have tried everything we could get our hands on. 
and nothing took. There were no positive experiences that made us think, hey, this was a good idea. Mm. And the day after we decided, I guess we don't know what we're going to do next. We got a phone call. And that phone call was from Phil's mom, right? Mm -hmm. Saying, hey, I just talked to somebody and they think that you might be the perfect fit for their mission in Africa. Why don't you give them a call? Mm. And that led us on a whole journey that we never could have planned for ourselves. It was having the stirring in our heart, earnestly seeking what we could do, and then putting our hands up and saying, all right, God, you've got to make something happen because we've done everything in our power. And we ended up getting to go and live out what had been a lifelong dream for me to get to go and live in Africa and come to know the people. And that was beautiful. Then we got back to the States and we didn't know what to do. And so you started looking at seminaries and there was like the close convenient one and then the not close inconvenient one in a nutshell, (laughs) more or less. And we felt that stirring. We felt in our hearts like that, that Seattle one seemed really, really good. Yeah. And that stirring for me felt like peace. Yes. An excited peace. An excited peace. We didn't have all the answers. Um, hardly ever did we we have most answers. (laughs) How are we going to pay for all of it? When we went to Seattle, we had a little savings. We had like a government loan, but it was like, how are we going to pay off our bills? How is all this going to work? Guys, we we had enough. We went to Seattle and we're like, hey, we're good for like a month. And then something better pan out here. <laughs> and I'm you no know joke. what? It, um, I'm laughing because, <laughs> because um, it was insane. I look back and I think, wow, that was a bold move. But it was so right. We couldn't fathom doing anything else. Right. We just had such peace about it. And... For us, we both had peace about it. And that's always been key for us that there's no, one of us is not allowed to say to the other, I told you so. Yes. Because if there's going to be an I told you so, then it is not for us the guidance to take that next step. Mm -hmm. So even if someone's a little unsure, you know, we always agree, yes, this this is the invitation we're being offered. And then we're in it together. And I like to use that word invitation because I think people often think, there's three doors in front of you. God's going to be really mad at you if you choose two of them and only one of them is right. And so we get like paralyzed. I think God invites us. And I think sometimes God is okay with multiple choices, mm-hmm. but we are invited to step into that. Not to say we never have specific callings or that there's things that won't be good for us. That's all. Right. That's true. But we've just learned what that invitation feels like, which is peace. And then you ended up getting a job. For You went to an interview. You weren't legally even allowed to take that job, but they had a different job for you, which they gave you. And it all worked out, but yeah. we didn't see that. But we knew we no the idea. Spirit was saying, go stand by the chariot. And that came from prayer, research, discussion, yeah. us feeling it out, and wrestling being, with it. And being honest and vulnerable with other people. Yeah. I mean, I got the job because at our church... People knew. In the church I'd worked at many years yeah, ago. Yeah, so we went back to that church, and while we were there, um, they knew that I was looking for work. It wasn't going well. I had just told I had just told one person like I just 
don't know, maybe I'm not supposed to be a teacher. I can't seem to find a job. I'm feeling really frustrated. And that, that next Sunday she goes, Hey, we have an opening at our school. You need to go apply today. Yeah. And I was like, Okay, I didn't even question it. I went home and applied. <laughs> Actually, and Phil's right. I went to the interview. It was for a sixth grade position. And I walk in and they go, so which which position are you here for? And I was like, well, what are my options? Because I'm not technically qualified to teach sixth grade. And they had a third grade and it was perfect. It was, it was perfect. And I still remember when I was driving and I got the call from the principal that I got the job. I, I was so excited. I took it. I accepted it instantly. I didn't ask for the salary. I got home and Phil's like, so what are they going to pay? I was like, I have no idea. But I just knew in my heart I was supposed to do this. And you know what? I will tell you, it was not the easiest salary. It's not like I got the best teacher starting salary ever because I certainly did not. I could not picture a better place to have taught for my first four years right. ever. It was, it was such a phenomenal, beautiful experience for me. Right. That that to me is that discernment. It's that peace and joy and excitement that there's something on your horizon that is right to do, or sometimes that you're in the right place. And even though it's hard, there are no other options, and you know. This is, I don't love it, but this is where I'm supposed to be today. Um, there's that too. But we're going to get to that in a separate episode. So continuing on how we could discern on this journey. So those are some of our, I would say, our key pivotal yeah, past com- experiences. Coming to Chicago is the same and it yeah. has not been easy here. No. So this has not been a, this move was verified by it going. It wasn't sunshine well. and roses to prove that it was the right no. move. But I still yeah. believe the move here was the right one. Mm-hmm. I do too. And I also believe that many times we've walked through doors thinking we're walking through them for one reason and it led us to a completely different place that we couldn't have gotten to had we not walked through the first door. Right. So we went through thinking, oh, this is why we're going or this is why we're doing this or taking this job or giving whatever this is. And sometimes it led to a different space and we couldn't see that. And so the most recent calling then the pandemic really shut everything down. Shut everything down. Yeah. And I'd been running ragged. Yeah. I mean, working multiple jobs, trying to be a dad, trying well, to do all of this stuff. And yeah. there was no space to stop. And I wasn't really following my own advice sometimes. I mean, I was doing things, but I didn't, I didn't have the literal space to feel just how wrong it was. And when everything shut down, I was like, wait a minute this is how it can feel whoa yeah and i started to reflect and realize the time has come well it was interesting because i remember there was one day our kids were with the grandparents and i remember just telling phil we were probably yeah we would all quarantine so that we were only seeing each other yeah and so it was great because then our kids could come to my parents house because so maybe it was a couple it must have been a couple months in because the first couple of months, I know we didn't leave our house. <laughs> um, well, so much so, was unknown. Right, yeah. right. There was there was so much <laughs> unknown. As, anyway, I digress. The point was we were home, just the two of us, and it was a morning alone. And I remember telling Phil, I know I should feel happy. I just don't. And I remember saying, I hope you're not upset at me. I don't know what's wrong anymore. And... It was really uncomfortable to admit that. 
because I am a fix-it type of person, and so I'm always trying to fix myself, let alone <laughs> yeah, too, things right? around me, you know? I mean, I'm like that too, yeah. So there was a humility in saying, I don't even know what to change anymore. I don't even know mm. how to how to get out of this funk. It's something I just don't know. And I remember you walked away, and I ended up reading a book for a while. You probably had work you were yeah I didn't walk away like a <laughs> negative way <laughs> no 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 you I'm, I'm sure you were in your office working or something from my experience I was alone feeling this yucky feeling that I just shared this awful thing you know who wants to admit to their spouse they're not happy and they don't know why and I remember you coming back out after an hour or two and saying you know what I'm not either yeah and I as awful it sounds I remember being relieved because mm. I thought Oh, thank the Lord. I'm not the only <laughs> one who's feeling this lost. Yeah. And if you know Phil and I, you know we talk all the time. So <laughs> incessantly, we're, we're talkers. And so we started hashing it out. And while we couldn't at that point, I don't think, I don't think we pegged what was wrong. What we did start to do is we said, well, what, what would it look like to be happy? Because I remember I, I was so lost, I couldn't even picture how to fix what I was in. So we went with, okay, what would a happy day look like? Or what would a happy a happy day have in it? And we started talking about things like, I want to spend time with the whole family, like all four of us together. And I wish we weren't somewhere where we were inside for eight months out of the year because I it's not working for both of us to be so depressed so much of the year. It can't be good for our kids. It's definitely not good for us. No, you wanted more diversity. Stuff like that. Yeah, realizing, realizing you were really, you were really saddened that you no longer could do your work with the homeless population. That had been such a key part of your time in Seattle and you had tried and you finally just gave up trying. And I think that hurt to walk away from that part of you that you liked there were things I was doing. I, I was sick of wrapping up projects. I had accumulated, and this goes back to some previous episodes about simplicity, I had accumulated so many hobbies that in my free time, I was no longer doing what I wanted to do. I was doing the next thing I felt I ought to do because I had spent so much money on these supplies. And I remember telling you, I want a day where I can just do whatever I want. Hmm. And you're like, you've got a whole room of whatever you want. I'm like, yeah, that's, I think that's part of my problem. We started to really daydream about it. And this was a process. I mean, I'd say we took a couple weeks and we just really fleshed out our dreams. Right. Yeah. Are we ready to jump in? Yeah. No, just that we we started to poke at things. Yeah. Well, then we started to think, well, where could we, where, where or what could we be doing to get to live like that? Right. What, where could we be where, where we'd be able to be outdoors more right. during the year without it being a hard experience for us? I know people who love winter and I think that's phenomenal. Um, for us, we love spring <laughs> yeah. and summer, yeah. summer, especially we love summer. So where is there somewhere we could go? Is there somewhere we could go where we can expose our family to things that God cares about without always being the strange family? Right. And so we, we it's, 
It started being we were dreaming then. Yeah. Researching, dreaming, praying, listening. I mean... Maybe not even so much researching. It was almost more like a game. Right. Where do you suppose we could go that would help us feel like who we are? But this is then where listening came in, in Lexio Divina, in prayer time, in journaling, yeah. in Bible study, and starting to see themes... So this is just one way, right? This isn't how everyone hears, but one way is we had the feeling. So it became clear something needs to change. And this was not an overnight process. Like no. What I hope you're taking away from this, friends, is this was a very drawn yeah. out, thoughtful <laughs> right. process because there weren't instant answers. Right. We didn't even know we were looking right. for a change when it started. And, and so... We were hearing then from books we were reading, from songs we were listening to, that mm-hmm. I would listen to a song and I would just feel something different that I hadn't felt before in that song. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that verse in that song just spoke somewhere deep. Mm-hmm. Or why is this Bible character like really standing out? Oh, Abraham was called away from his homeland into another land. Like things like that, that that's where you start to be in touch with your own feelings, your own thoughts. And I mean, I think that's how the spirit works in me as I get those realizations. And so we started sort of putting it together, wrestling with where do we want to go? What do we want to do? And then the timing became a big question. Well, you know what? It didn't at first, because to be perfectly honest, we thought, okay, we had finally figured out a place that felt like an, an authentic fit to both of us. Yeah. Neither of us have really oh. felt like we have fit in in our right. current place. Right. We've met some fantastic pe- people, but we haven't felt like we've been able to own where right. we're at. And so we finally found f- mutually agreed upon a place where we thought, okay, we could see ourselves raising our family there. We could see ourselves working there, being happy. We had Getting finally connected, serving. We were simplifying, so we had we were even starting to get an idea at that point of here's here's what size house we might want to right. look at. Here's and then we thought, well, you know what? Two or three years is pretty convenient. <laughs> that gives us time to figure out everything we don't right. know. Right. So we had that plan. <laughs> and then I ruined it. <laughs> no, but this is then where We've talked so far, we know we were listening through scripture, through discussion, through feeling, through talking to other people. Yes. But yes. then, this Even is one fasting, of fasting. The, right. There were some revelations. So, so I started fasting. And this, I, this, this one was another very clear indicator that was more instantaneous. Mm-hmm. So I was fasting. And just fasting is a space not to earn something or get God's attention, but to create the space to listen. Mm-hmm. So I was wanting just to listen well for guidance and timing, you were what, pretty lost what to do, too. how to do this. Cause I was done. I was done. So I'm in my office and I was doing kind of a meditation, prayer, worship time. And you didn't know this. I don't no. think I was, I wasn't eating that day at all. I also I think. didn't know that. <laughs> I think I was just, it was, it was yeah. a longer fast, but I would do not eating parts throughout. Within it, within it. And so I was listening to the song Waymaker and crying, right? Like not wanting to necessarily. It just happened. I was just bawling and singing all blubbery and whatever to this song. Not realizing you were upstairs. And I'll, I'll tell them what you texted. But what you were doing a training for Yoga Faith, right? Which, by the way, quick plug for Yoga Faith. Love it. Go check it out. Yoga Faith. 
Google it. I was it, upstairs in my <laughs> rocking chair. The kids were doing quiet time. I was doing some of my yoga training for yeah. my certification. And I was listening and they started talking about how you know you're able to branch out and start doing this. When's the right time? And they and I remember the founder, Michelle, saying something along the lines of, well, if you know where you need to be and you know who God has you there to serve, you just do it. And he's going to work out the money. And I was like, Okay, this makes so much because those were our big questions. We knew where to go. We knew what we wanted to do there. We just couldn't figure out how how are we gonna we have to feed ourselves. Like we have to we we want to provide for our family, right? Phil especially as the primary breadwinner. Like how do we make the money work? And that's what we were trying to figure out is everything else felt so right and then we'd look at the money and say, Well that that might not work. So you texted me. I did. You texted something like, oh, it was the election time. It was. It must have been around it was, November. It was right? the election. And October. I like to watch when the news, they call certain states. We're yeah. calling it for so, you know. <laughs> and so you said, I'm calling it. We have been watching moving, a lot of the news. We're listing the house. We're moving in spring. Now, this is a huge ramp up it was supposed to be two years from there friends so i was two and a half years early (laughs) or something at least and i'm sitting there listening to god is a way maker is going to open the door make things clear even when it's you know and i get a text i was i was watching it on my phone it was on youtube so it was like the live version of way maker i had my headphones in looking at the screen and the little drop down text comes in i'm calling it we're moving, and you put a te- you put a quote from Michelle in there, and that was the moment when we were like, "Okay, spring it is, it's done. We're moving up the timeline. Don't know how the money's gonna work. Don't know what this means for any Anything. of these projects <laughs> that we have planned. But I'm fasting. We're listening. We're worshiping. We're praying, and it's just clear." I mean, it gives me goosebumps still to think about it because I, I genuinely, I knew you were doing your jet, your big fast over the course of like a few weeks. I didn't know you were fasting that day and I didn't know that the question on your heart was when. when. Yeah. I, I, I was totally oblivious to that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I probably maybe should have known that. You know, I was in my world of parenting. I finally had this break and it, it just, those words struck a chord with me. We know where to go. We know who to serve. Why aren't we just doing it? Right. And and that changed everything. Right. And so we did it. And yeah. that's really launched it. Now, we did keep it. I mean, you guys are finding out now it's it's May. So we're we're actually moving. From when we're recording this, yeah. we're moving in a few days and we'll be there yeah. when this episode releases and we'll be into this next step. And yeah. so I think I think all in all, the, the discernment process is not scientific. You can't, you know, do something and have got to absolutely respond. No. But we can learn how God speaks to us with other people, circumstances, music, mm-hmm. scripture, silence, journaling, a mm-hmm. feeling, an emotion. We learn to listen for those things. And then know 
how to walk forward. And I couldn't do it by myself. And so whether you're married or not, have someone trusted you can go through it with. That's what I was actually just going to say. <laughs> because I think one of the biggest helps for us was we we worked with each other until we knew in our hearts pretty clearly why we were thinking this was a good yeah. decision. And that's when then we would start taking it to people we trusted and say, I think we're going to do this. Yeah. Here's why. And you know what amazed me is my closest friends who really, really know us weren't even surprised. They didn't even yeah. bat an eye. They're, they were... They may have questions or things, but... Yeah. Well, yes. But okay, they, were questions. they were affirming. They were affirming. I think the people who... And they would not just be affirming of anything. No. <laughs> In fact, I've gotten... You know, I've... You, yes, they're very honest with us. Um, so, so there was that. And we're going to talk more about when you are called, what that can feel like, because we've also experienced in all of this, like we alluded to, it doesn't always go easily. And that's right. not always a good read right. or gauge on whether God has called right. you and you've heard properly. We'll talk about journeying so into the unknown. That is going to be in an upcoming episode. Yeah. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But we hope that this blessed you, that you can see and be inspired about the the idea that you can learn to discern God's voice. It is possible. It does happen still in these current days. We just have to train ourselves to hear it. And it takes time and practice the stories we shared have happened over a 15-year span. Right. You know, these weren't all in the last two years. We started disciplines, and here we go. So but it takes time. Give it, yourself grace. It takes time, and there have been many years full of kind of blah moments. Right. I feel I don't know if that's the best way to describe it, but mundane moments have filled many of our years, and then there have been these pivotal moments where we've seen God guiding us and and stepped into it and it really has always turned out to be the most beautiful outcome for us, I think. And this is why we have this ministry. Yeah. Is we want to help other people to learn how to make space for that. And so while it may sound like a, like a, you know, however this sounds, I do want to plug the fact that this is why we have the memberships. Yeah. Like, not just to say we told you all that to sell you something. Like, we have plenty of free resources that can help you in this. But we really go deep in our memberships to help people learn how to listen well. And you can ask other members. We, we will talk to you on the phone. We'll email <laughs> with you. We'll guide you as well. And yeah. so um, click that below, that link. Check it out because there are so many ways to learn how to listen well for God's voice. And we want to be a part of that journey with you. Yeah. And, and this is kind of the way we do it. So appreciate you guys being with us, for listening to this, for journeying with us. Check out that link below and we will see you in the next episode, friends. Grace and peace. 